The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. Coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horus Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here today online with Steven. Hello. Will. Hey. And Jason. How's it going, dudes? So, um, in case this might be one of your first episodes, because this new edition of Horus Heresy just dropped and you might be looking for a podcast, hello and welcome. So today... We're talking about major changes to this new edition from the previous edition, and we're going to kind of discuss and get a feel for what, what we feel about the new changes. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, the Flaymaster, who um, made a nice condensed core changes uh, cheat sheet, basically doing all the work for me, because I'd been going through the rule book, but hadn't been taking any notes. So I know I would forget about half the things. Cool, I know. I did the same thing. I would see something and be like, this is what I want to talk about. And then immediately forget to either say a note or take it down or mm-hmm. anything like that. But you showed me this and I was like, man, this. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm going to cheat a little bit and uh, use this as uh, my talking points. So once again, find them, the Flaymaster over at Instagram. The, the underscore Flaymaster. Um, is there a way we can attach? Yeah, we can We can put a link up in the show notes. I think that yeah. that would be great in case somebody wants to look along and read along with us as we go through. So. Yeah, we'll wait. Yeah. Yep. Go um, ahead. Now take your time. Find the link. Click the link. Find it. You can pause it's it. A, it's to. that blue link. It's the PDF. Yeah. That, no, not that. No, oh, no oh, the oh, other geez, one. No. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So. <laughs> Everybody got, their, people. everybody got their <laughs> everybody got their rules change PDF up. I have my rules change PDF and my rule book. God dang. Okay. Do you have the old edition but rule book too? No. no. It's all the way across the room. I right. threw it away already. <laughs> Sold it for five bucks at the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. See, all what right. you should have done was hold on to it and uh, sell it to people who want to keep playing 1.0 sight unseen. Yeah. <laughs> They'll pay a fortune for it after everybody else yeah, throws it away. I mean, just away. like all, all you guys who still play like Warhammer uh, army parties or whatever it is. <laughs> Army's project? <laughs> army parties. Yeah, that's it. Warhammer <laughs> army parties. Hey, um, I did not show up to be attacked today. <laughs> um, yeah, right, that's tomorrow. But no, you guys have your own rule set. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Anyways, we're just going to take advantage of the people who want to stay in 1.0. Uh, but yeah, you guys want to jump into this? Yeah, so yeah. let's take it from the top. Yeah, in fact, actually, let's move <laughs> Mint into this, shall we? Oh, see what you did there. <sighs> so yeah, changes to the movement phase. Running. Uh, now done in the movement phase, and the unit's lowest initiative check is the movement value. We are no longer doing the mighty one. Which, for new players, you used to have to roll a d6, and there were quite often a 1 in 6 chance that you would just move 1 inch. This is a, a high-tier change. This is high up on the tier list for changes, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, especially I, because it, it you're going to find new players and old players alike as we move through this, um, and especially as we get more into depth. 
a lot of the randomness is gone out of this edition. Yes. Yes. And I mean, while randomness is always neat, you know, you, you want the randomness to simulate the, the randomness of battle. Sometimes there, I feel like there was just too much randomness. You, you kind of have some sort of like, yeah, the balance between tactics and randomness was a bit janky. And I feel like they've, uh, up to the tactical portion of, uh, a lot of these mechanics, and there, while there's still some randomness in some of the mechanics, this is a positive change, and that means that Space Marines can run freaking 11 inches. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're speedy super soldiers. They should they're be running. Scary. Is they did remove like so much of the randomness, like moving through terrain. Don't have to roll for that. It's just a flat negative two. Uh, but they kept the randomness of charges where I think it really matters and sorted out a bunch of the places where it just felt kind of superfluous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, one thing before we, we move any further on, movement is now done, or running is now done in the movement phase. Mm-hmm. Um, big change, because it used to be able to, you know, kind of be like, well, if you had a unit that you found out wasn't really in range, you would run in your shooting phase. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could kind of like move and then figure out, well, I might shoot, I might not. Now you have to decide all that in the movement phase. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, so I, I'm for the benefit of other people, um, if you run in the movement phase, can you now no longer shoot? Yeah. Let me check real quick. Movement phase running. Yeah. Uh, models in on page 163 of the rule book. Um, Models can forego the chance to make a shooting attack in the turn shooting phase in order to increase their maximum movement distance. A unit that runs may not make shooting attacks of any kind during the following shooting phase or declare charges during the assault phase of the same player turn. Mm-hmm. And that makes it that makes running feel impactful. You know, like you said um, previously in uh, first edition, if you ran with Space Marines, you know you could go twelve inches, but you might also go seven inches. Um, and now it's just a flat 11. Yeah. There was really booking it. No worse feeling than, you know, deciding mm, I'm not going to shoot these guys. I'm going to run, see if I can't get a little extra ground and then just shuffle your models one inch. It felt yep. so underwhelming and felt like a, <laughs> just a waste of a turn. Cautiously yes. advancing. Oh yeah. Technically it's a one in six chance, but it did not feel like a one in six <laughs> chance. Because it would Even always be that clutch moment when you're like, I really need to, you know, make this at least four inch run. And then you're like, bop, bop, bop. Yeah. nope. <laughs> Enjoy walking two inches. Yeah. And it looks like Jared's on now too. Hello, Jared. Oh, hey guys. Also, Guys, uh, a Pinot Grigio is a white. I thought it was a red. I don't know why. Um, Damn it, Will. Okay, I bought I bought a uh, uh, like a milk carton of uh, <laughs> wine. It, it's a and, box wine. Uh, no, it's a box. well, it, it is a milk carton of wine. If you know the muscle milk cartons, you know what I mean. <laughs> and I, I really thought it was a red. What I'm thinking of Pinot Pinot, Pinot Noir. Mm. Pinot Noir is red. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry. So, yeah. Uh, running. Very good change. Um, I like it. Knowing you're going to get 11 inches, you don't feel like anything's wasted when you do. Or, oh, that was the other thing. Remember Hardened Armor? Oh, God. You subtract a one from your run. <laughs> so, you could end up running 
Not at all. Yeah. Like zero inches. I can't tell you how many times I did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Iron Hand, where you have to Check first your boss pass a leadership. You can run. Yeah. You have to first pass a leadership and then fail your run. So, <laughs> twice as a, yeah. It's terrible. So much better. So, um, Jason uh, touched on this. The moving through terrain now imposes yeah. a minus two to your movement and charges, but you do not have to roll dice anymore. Thank God. Oh, just man. a flat two. Again, forgetting, forgetting the randomness of that. Just imagine how much faster the movement phase is going to be now mm-hmm. when yeah. you don't have to roll dice and, you know. It is very fast. Uh-huh. Yeah, just from having to, oops, mm-hmm. stood too close to the to the garden, better roll two dice. Another nice uh, thing now that Space Marines, for the most part, are base movement seven. So now going through terrain, you're just, you are moving five inches. Yeah. That's uh, that's such it's a, solid. Uh, it is, it is. Do now I I guess we can get down there lower. But is move move through cover is still a rule, right? Uh, it's called Pathfinder now. Uh, move move through cover still is a, a special rule. Okay, uh, Pathfinder gotcha. is dangerous terrain. So a unit with at least one model with Pathfinder automatically passes dangerous terrain. Oh. And yeah, if you have move through cover, you just ignore the minus two to that's movement it. and charges. So good, yeah. Which again, um, even less dice rolling because I think old move yeah. through cover was add an additional dice and take the higher yes. one. Roll two exactly. dice and take the higher. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Again, just ugh, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, shooting phase then. Look out, sir. Salva weapons and go to ground are gone. So for new players, look out, sir. Uh, you used to be able to have your models like uh, get down, Mr. President. Uh, your characters. Yep. Cause the way it worked was whatever model was closest in the unit that was getting shot at would have to make the saves. So if you have a special unit that you wanted to keep alive, but was closest, you would make a lookout, sir, roll to have some of your grunts take the hits instead. Mm -hmm. But now in this new edition where you just choose which model you want to tank the, uh, the saves, it's no longer necessary. Yeah, and characters can just either choose to take a wound or to pass it off on somebody else, so there's no need for the lookout, sir. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy that on the, again, in the continuing trend of streamlining the game, um, because lookout, sir, is gone, but artificer armor remains, you don't have, you know, here's 10 wounds on that tactical unit. Okay, well, I'm going to roll them one at a time on my artificer yeah. armor sergeant. Okay, so wound allocation for infantry is not... Well, for multi-wound infantry, it's not like vehicle squadrons where you have to keep applying hull points to the one that's damaged before you move yes. on. Unless they're characters. Okay, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Characters can always choose to take a wound or to not. Yep. Outside of uh, precision shots. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, unless you have something like Guardian... Uh, Guardian ignites precision shots, but I don't think any Astarte stuff has Guardian yet. Um, so the, uh, not necessarily Guardian, but I do know that the Deathwing companions have a special rule that allows them to, regardless of precision strikes or shots, to take the wounds. Sick. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, um, it really is. So yeah, Lookout Sir is gone, but we uh, with it being gone, we also have a whole new slew of problems that we're going to have to you know, iron out, tinker, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, give Caesarians Chosen Warrior, and I think 
a lot of the issues are gone. Uh, don't give custodes uh, all characters. Make them chosen warriors too. Uh, yeah, I think that's the best way to go. I mean, that's li- there's already literally a rule to make them like characters, but not being able to use the wound uh, allocation trick. So just use that. Um, salvo weapons are gone. <sighs> like what? What were salvo weapons? Uh, re- Roto cannons. Salvo weapons right? had two had two dice values. Uh, one for if you had moved, and one for if you had stood still. Right. I am really happy with that change because. Honestly, it was too much to think about. You know, you if you moved, you have the number of shots. It, it was just needlessly complex. Right. Yeah. It's it was and, definitely and it nothing a, to the game. It's definitely a relic of like third edition, yeah, second right. edition Warhammer. Because like, they were, it, ba- I mean, in, in that sense, they were basically either an assault weapon or a heavy weapon, which is mm-hmm. like just if you're going to be a rock, be a rock kind of mentality. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be it should note or, or for, be an assault weapon. So we should note for new players who are maybe only familiar with eighth um, edition or ninth edition, or not at all. Maybe you, maybe this is your first foray into it, or maybe no. yeah, maybe it's your first entirely. Um, the first edition of Horus Heresy was based on seventh edition forty k, um, fifth edition, fifth edition. I mean, I guess the late, the last full Age of Darkness was based off of seventh. But I think it's yeah. picked up at fifth edition. Oh yeah, betrayal was all fifth edition. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, so yeah. There you it go. is a relic. So, yeah, betrayal and moving on up. So starting in fifth, and a lot of the stuff just didn't get cut. I mean, when they moved it over to Age of Darkness 1.0 and gave it its own rule set, they did a lot of trim in the fat, but there were still things like heavy vehicle. Yeah. So, uh, Age of Dark, the, uh, the AOD, the Age of Darkness uh, rule set was based on seventh. So if mm-hmm. we're talking about some stuff that sounds really weird to you, that's why. Yeah. It was really weird. <laughs> um, Honestly. Mm-hmm. So Forget yeah, salvo weapons points. are gone. We now just have what? Pistols, heavy, assault, template, rapid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And blast. Well, well blast. No, that's cool, a subtype. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing in the shooting phase is go to ground is gone. You used to be able to duck your head and literally lay on the ground and go prone. And you would get a plus one of your cover save, uh, giving you a six if you were out in the open, uh, improving it. And I don't think there was a cap. So I think if you were like behind an age's defense line, which gave you a four up cover save, you could go to ground and get a three up. Or you know what? I think that, it was a two up. Deep, yeah, well, because that's deeper into the rules of the age of the uh, defense yeah. line rules. More specifically, you voluntarily became pinned. Yes. So not only did you get the plus one to your cover, but you couldn't move. You fought last in assault and you snapshot. Yeah. So it was a very interesting choice to make. Uh, yeah. Especially when you were fighting against Jason, who would just be like, all right, I'm gonna go to ground. And you're like, nobody goes to ground. <laughs> and then Jason's like, I got auxilia, man. Like they're going to go to ground. Like I need that extra cover save. So I'm going to ground. And Jason was the first one I ever played who actually like went to ground in practical viable reasons. <laughs> and it baffled me that he would use like legitimate <laughs> well, yeah, strategy. Cause most of us are, most of us are out here rocking three up armor saves. Like what are we yeah, going to go to and ground? We're all just for? like charge, six up charge cover. <laughs> or he's got like, he's got Laz rifle man. And he's like, I'm going to go to ground. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I guess you could. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> let me let me just fail to hit all these, and then you save whatever makes through. Um, yeah, so it, it's a neat rule. Did they put anything in to supplement it? Is there any way to gain 
voluntarily an extra save except for going into different types of cover, right? Um, they have the reaction. The reaction, yeah. To evade, which gives you a shrouded save of five up. Okay, good. We'll get to that when we get to the reactions. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Assault phases. Uh, mm-hmm. I think everybody's favorite phase of the game. I think everybody here has a lot of choppy stuff. Um, yeah. So there's some really interesting changes. Get, let's get right into them. Yeah. Uh, so max distance is still 12 inches. Uh, it was always 12 inches because you could only roll 12 on 2d6. Uh, the lowest is now two inches. That wasn't the case. You could fail a charge within two inches if you had hardened armor uh, because you would then be a minus one. So you'd be one inch. You couldn't make it, right? Uh, you now get something called char- 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 charge bonuses based on the movement values. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you move eight to 10 inches, you get a plus one. If you move 11 to 12 inches, you get plus two. And if you get 13 or more inches, you get plus three. And, and these are your mean base you can movements. Go, yeah, these right. are your base movement stats. Right, right, right. Um, so regular star days, they move seven inches. They're not going to get a plus one inch. Uh, but a jump pack dude who moves 12 inches will definitely get a plus two to his charge. Now that's saying you still have a max distance of 12. But what this does is it adds to your dice roll. So if you roll, say, an 11 and you have a 10-inch movement, you're actually going to add that one and be at a 12-inch charge. Uh, Really great for units that are fast. It makes them feel like they have momentum to carry them through uh, the charge. Get get stuck in faster. And, of course, now you have minimum movement increases now, too. You're right. Yeah, so jump pack will never never lose a 4-inch charge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just as igniters didn't click, and uh, <laughs> he just stumbles four two inches. He's like, "Oh no!" Um, <laughs> I, how much do jetpacks move now? I have a feeling they move super quick. So sixteen inches, maybe. Yeah, so they're never going to fail a charge. Maybe twelve less than inches. Five inches. So what's so. Crazy jetpacks are actually a little faster than jump packs. Now. Oh yeah, jetpacks. Yeah, you're right because they give you a plus six bonus. Yeah, or a plus six to your movement flat, and then. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into that later, I guess, because that's more of a mechanical thing. I don't think any of the starters have um, jetpacks, right? I don't believe so. I don't yeah. think so. But basically, it allows you to shoot, move, or move, shoot, and then move again. But yeah. Also, uh, and again, rather than that being random, it's a set number. Yeah. Also, a tip to new players, there is a difference between jetpacks and jump packs. Mm-hmm. It, it, there is. It caught me off guard so much when I first started playing this game, because like, why do you have two different types of packs? Well... This is why. One makes you fly, <laughs> and one just shoots you forward like a meat missile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fire a meat cannon. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever watched that? Um, what 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 is it? The Peacemaker. He's got that one helmet that does the human torpedo. Good God! <laughs> and it Let just it save launches, the day. <laughs> it launches you, the user, as a meat torn or not meat tornado. I almost said. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on moving on yeah. um so uh, new mechanic uh surge moves if you fail a charge if you don't quite meet your uh your charge distance you still move half the distance that you rolled thank god yeah that was the dumbest thing and it made no to sense to just be like uh we're not going to even take one step forward yeah 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 i feel it like they almost like that from uh, old fantasy it was like the Marines themselves were rolling dice, and they said, we're not going to make it so <laughs> stay put. <laughs> nope, nope. I'm going to hang back. 
yeah. Auspex um, is bad idea. Is that a, a Warhammer Fantasy thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah. It's real handy. Yeah, depending Good. on the the unit type, you're you're rolling either like two or three dice and picking the two highest, and you'll like pick the. Uh, Jason, help me. Is it the lowest one or one or two? You'll scoop forward if you fail a charge. The lowest two if you have swift stride. That's the right. lowest one if you don't. So it's better than a stick in the eye, but it's like not going to rocket you across the board if you fail the charge. Right. Occasionally, it kind of screws you because um, you don't have to worry about you know flanks in uh, you know thirty k, but it'll scoot you just far enough forward that you're in the charge range of something you don't want to be, especially if it was something you were planning on charging. That's that is actually a great question. I was going to ask is is the surge move mandatory? If you fail a charge, do you have to do the surge move? Because that could kind of be risky because that puts you at closer range to your enemy for their follow up turn. And they are going to be closer to you to get the charge off. They are going to be closer to you to shoot you to death if they want to. Uh, It's a very risk reward thing. Yeah, Yeah, if the charging on this is page 183 of the rule book. If the charging unit's charge is considered to have failed, it must move every model in the charging unit towards the target of its failed charge a number of inches equal to half their rolled charge distance. This is referred to as a surge. Good. That's going to make it like... uh, Because before you used to be able to just send it 12 inches. I'm going to try it. What is going to happen? You're going to overwatch me and miss all your shots? Okay, fine. But now, if I send it full to try to get a 12 and I end up getting like half my movement is a five and I'm five inches closer to you, man, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Juju. That's, that's a lot of badness coming my way. It's good stuff. I like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. How do challenges work now? Wounds don't spill over that are caused. Yeah, which so is funnily huge. enough, again, just like fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they they still, a lot. It still should be noted that they do still count towards combat resolution. Just like fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, good. Sig- Sigismund didn't just Terrific. like, you know, Sigismund didn't win the challenge and then kill five other dudes. Yeah. yeah. Won the challenge so hard that he may as well have killed five other dudes. They're I mean, so he he's, he's decapitating captains left and right. I mean, that's going to cause morale to decrease in the rest of the squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So makes total sense. Just watching a son of Horus on TV like they're interviewing someone who just survived a tornado. That's the Guzman just came through, and I don't know what happened after that. That was a Category 5. Uh, category 5 ass-beating. Because how cool was it for Sigismund to go into combat with some lowly sergeant, kill the sergeant outright, and then kill a whole bunch of his other dudes? I mean, that was cool, but I just feel like this is more in theme from what we read in the novels, too, where... You're making an example out of somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, uh, you're next. Like, I well, could have done it, but... Also, yeah, that- touching on the novels and, and challenges, it doesn't... It never made a lot of sense to me why attacks would spill out and kill other guys, because when it comes to challenges between Astartes, people back off. It's a mm-hmm. one-on-one fight, and when one guy goes down, they don't just surge forward just so they can get hit on Sigismund's yeah. backswing. They kind of stand there and stay <laughs> for a little bit. He's not Sauron, whacking one dude with a mace and sending 15 <laughs> others flying. That's what Reaping Blow does. You could just... <laughs> During events, we'll have to keep track of who made the most overkill. 
<laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. A, good that's yeah. a good point yeah. that they did not bring from fantasy uh, In fantasy. It's called the overkill bonus. Mm. Uh, that is capped at plus three um, to, you know, additional over and above whatever wounds the model you just killed has. I mm-hmm. don't think that applies here. Doesn't so, appear if there's no max. Yeah, it can go real south real quick. Yeah. Um, but that does open up and leave room for possibly a character getting a, a rule like that. I guess if he's not that great at combat, maybe being like, all right, well, the most he can overkill is this because he's, he's you know, he's Malagurst. He's broke yeah. as shit or something. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know. So like when the lion with nine attacks because he's down to like two wounds takes out a sergeant and deals eight wounds extra damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His friends aren't dead, but they sure wish they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good. I like it. Uh, the next thing I like a lot is the weapon skill table changes. Oh and this is, God, yes, this is so, so much. New it is players, terrific. Possibly new players, I, out of the whole I edition. don't think you're going to understand how great this change is really. Um, weapon skills, uh, it, it's actually, I think, a lot like the hit table for 40k, 8th ed, or 9th ed, if you played that. Uh, so if you're one mm. point well, higher... Well, they just have a flat. To hit? Oh, you're right, you're right. But I, I guess the wound table. It's equivalent to your wound table from other editions of, of Warhammer games, right? Yeah. Uh, if the enemy's weapon skill is one point higher, you hit on a 5. The enemy has double your weapon skill, you hit on a 6. Uh, if you're double or more, you hit the enemy on two plus. Uh, and if their weapon skill is one lower than you, you hit them on what threes, right? So it's a very simple chart of twos, threes, fives, and sixes. Yeah. If for I'm, a new players, yeah. the the weapon skill table. I played this for years, and I still had a reference just to see. Okay, do I still do I hit on a three this time? No. Okay. Now, for the most part, you were hitting on fours. Yep. Yeah. Most commonly, and even if you had a better weapon skill, still your up. opponent was still hitting you on fours. <laughs> yeah. It, to to give people who who might be new a reference here, you know, say you've got your Praetor, and he's facing, you know, a cultist. That cultist is hitting him on a four. Say he's facing another Praetor. That Praetor is hitting him on a four. Yeah. It made no damn sense. Yeah. <laughs> Both of his opponents were equally capable of yeah, it just it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Again, a, a throwback from previous editions, and it is this is a welcome change to where now yeah. Yeah. having elite units that have weapon skill even just five feels much better. Yeah. 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 They feel a like they're better at uh, fighting. Yeah, it's it's a lot harder to duel people who are better than you. Because yeah. you can't just yeah. rely on a 50-50 chance to hit. Mm-hmm. Or my guys would come in and swing and hit on threes, but the opponent who was still hitting on regular fours and stuff, it was just like, mm. why bother? Yeah. Yeah. Um, elites feel like elites. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, when, when you start getting to like weapon skill six or, I mean, potentially even upwards to eight and most of Sardis are four. Uh, and you're hitting them on twos. First off, you'd never be, a, be able to hit on twos in the past. The hot, the best you could yeah. do was a three. That's now true. you can actually hit on twos. So combat is going to be way more bloody. There's going to be a lot. It's going to be faster. It's going to be a lot more deaths, a yeah. lot more hits. Uh, it's going to be great. 
that's exactly what I think a lot of people like about uh, the 30K is when it gets close in and you're starting to use your chain bayonets and gouging dudes' eyes out and stuff. So Yeah, it's all well and fine to shoot someone at a distance with a bolter. But uh, as Austin will tell you a hundred times, the bayonet is where the real work is done. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, and then we have uh, consolidation. So again, uh, this used to be a random thing. You would roll a d6 and that would be your consolidation. Yeah, now, if, you won the, if you won and beat the opponent unit they're removed from the table, then you get to have your consolidation bonus, which was, like Will said, a d6. Right. So <laughs> Now it is just your initiative. The highest so, initiative of the model in the unit. Oh, that's right. So if you have a Praetor in there who's higher initiative than the Tacticals, you're going to get that highest movement. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty significant, knowing that you know you have a Praetor, you're consolidating five inches every turn. Yeah. He's coming right. to get you. And yeah. you, but you still can't consolidate into combat, right? That hasn't changed. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Um, very cool. This is uh, fancy. I know. <laughs> um, what is it? Sweeping advanced. Uh, unit is destroyed if winner rolls higher than loser of combat. Still initiative plus D6 for both sides. So that has not changed. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that changed. Like uh, before you had to meet it. Oh, oh yeah, if it was equal or higher. So yeah, that, it, it it is a big. I mean, you know, yeah. Stephen, think about your Gal Vorback. That's a wait. Hold on, explain that to me. What what do you? So before so, you, yeah, go ahead, Jason. Go ahead, Jared. Um, before you had to meet the. So if you're, you know, you're an initiative five unit and you win combat by one, uh, you know, your opponent rolls a four, you know, you've got to roll a three or better. Basically, before yeah, you got to meet that rather than when you guys made your high, initial check, you tied the sweeping advance roll, then you still caught him. Now you have to win the sweeping advance roll to catch him. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Which that is, that is that nice is for. I think Templar Brethren are the only unit that has a Crusader, which just well, maybe now in the Imperial Post. No, uh, Emperor's Children have some Crusader rules. Do they? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Crusader now just rerolls sweeping advance. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Coming to get you. That's, yep. Mm, okay. Well, it's real nice, too, because the Emperor's children have a whole bunch of initiative manipulation and bonus tactics. Do not like. Oh, it is so good. Initiative doesn't matter if I shoot you in the face first. I'm Amen. hoping. <laughs> You're not wrong. But <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I really think Melta guns are... <laughs> Or the way the answer to Melta so many plasma. things. Oh, I, yeah. You don't discount that rapid fire on a plasma gun, but we'll get to I, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, right. Multiple combats. Winner of combat may not use initiative value for sweeping advance roll, but falling back unit uses initiative plus D6. If winning unit roll equals or more than following back unit, they are destroyed. Okay. That's, um, on, I need wait, to what? go in the in the book and actually read that because that doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, listeners. I don't know what I'm talking about when I read that. So <laughs> winner of yeah. combat. So the winner of combat it. can't add their initiative when they're making the sweeping advance roll. Uh, but the person who's falling back still can, presumably because they're locked in multiple combats, so they yeah. can't get away to sweep the other guy. Um, but if oh, the winning okay. unit rolls gotcha. equal or more than the falling back unit, then the falling back unit is still destroyed. Okay. It only, okay. So like the older, but that's rules, only in multiple combats. Got it. Gotcha. Okay. So you can still sweep if you tie, if you're in a multiple combat. Yeah. 
Because before it was just like, well, that guy got that that enemy got away. Yeah. Because uh, I'm stuck in here with this other unit still, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. You get an option to sweep. I still hate yeah. sweeping, but it make it, still... it should bear noting that uh, the sweeping advance is it is not in and of itself a consolidation. So if you're stuck in multiple combats, right? If you're Sigismund and Templars, and you kill or you win against one squad of tacticals, and you're still fighting the other squad of tacticals, the first squad that tries to get away, if you catch them by sweeping advance, you'll still kill them, but you're not going anywhere because you're still stuck fighting the other squad. Gotcha. And should also be on a, as a side note, now that leadership is one less than used to be in the previous edition, God, failing morale checks is a lot more feasible, but also Vexillas have changed now too, where you get plus one to combat resolution. Yeah, it's nice. It's no longer just a reroll of morale check. It is now you just get a flat plus one to your combat resolution. So, mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll break down some more gear later. We'll get there one day. But anyway, I just I finally get why the Emperor's Children Warlord trait is so funny because of all the leadership manipulation. Now, uh, the Warlord trait is if you fail a morale check, you don't fail it. You just take an unsavable wound, and then you count as passing it instead. You just <laughs> bat someone on the back of the head. And that is hilarious, and I love it so much. Wait, hang on. That feels that very is, militia. <laughs> that is that's not only militia. Uh, that's that's specifically an orc rule. <laughs> uh, it's also known as the Eidolon backhand. So yeah, orcs could inflict uh, war bosses, or maybe just knobs could inflict D three wounds on a unit. Yeah, if that's they, how, if they uh, fail the morale check. Shoot, a uh, discipline officers. Yeah, uh, yeah. work for militia, but. It's better because discipline officers inflict those D3 wounds and they allow you to re-roll it. The Emperor's Children trait inflicts a single wound and you automatically pass it now. Yep. Idle on it. Literally keeping the pimp hand strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so now we're getting into general changes. Those were phase changes, right? Movement, shooting, assault phase. These are general mm-hmm. changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now have three core warlord traits. Uh, bloody handed, stoic defender, and ever vigilant. You no longer okay, listeners. Again, yeah, more randomization taken away. There used to be six. You would roll a d six, and you w- would get whatever you got. So you could build a list tailored for shooting. Come the game, and then you roll your warlord trait, and you get something for combat. Yeah, and yep. you don't your have causes a, fear. Yeah, yeah, and you don't <laughs> yeah. have a combat tooled character in your army, mm-hmm. and definitely not your warlord. Uh, but now we get to s- actually choose and play a kind of character that we want to. Uh, so there's a reaction, or I'm sorry, there's one that's tailored for combat, one that's tailored for shooting, uh, and then one that's tailored for movement. And each of these gets you an extra reaction in the appropriate phases. So we'll go off with oh. Bloody Handed. Go on, Steven. What's up? Uh, I should know these are core warlord traits, not just like yes. core army traits. Um, so not only when not only were there uh, six warlord traits to choose from newbies, there were three tables of six warlord That's traits right. to choose from. Yes. Yeah, there oh, were yeah. eighteen traits, and only I don't know four of them were any good. Yeah, 
Uh, and some of like like we said, some of them would just be complete. Ah, oh, you get to uh, discard a uh, objective. Okay, well we're playing a slaughter mission, so yeah. that's completely useless. Now, uh, generally, the when you're playing with warlord trait against everybody who's in orbit waiting for deep strike. <laughs> <laughs> now, like uh, Will said, with like the objective one. If you're playing with anybody who's halfway decent, they'll be like, yeah, re-roll that because it makes no sense. Right, but, uh, right. should also note that the, for the Legionus Astartes, there are no um, – th- the core Legionus Astartes do not have a, their own separate table. Each legion has their own legion. special warlord trait you can pick, but there's no like separate just base Astartes table either. Right. They still use the same core three here. Um, so we have Bloody Handed, which is plus one reaction in the assault phase. All units within 12 inches gain plus one to combat resolution. That goes into nice. the uh, sweeping advances we were talking That's about so earlier. That's much better than the old Bloody Handed, which was just yeah. fear. <laughs> right? Yeah, your opponent's going to pass. Uh, Stoic Defender, plus one reaction in shooting phase. Models, uh, the model and the attached unit gains pinning. Great for any unit that you want to put pinning on. Um, if you're a shooting army, later, this is excellent. Pinning is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ever vigilant. Plus one reaction in the movement phase. Uh, uses model initiative for plus one for the purpose of running. Uh, so no longer is it the squad's um, initiative. You're not using the lowest initiative movement anymore for the run. You're using your HQ's initiative for the run. So you're getting on a Praetor uh, five inches instead of four. So A plus one. So six inches. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. shoot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, models initiative plus one. Yeah. Uh, yeah you're Naruto running 13 inches. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, I like the changes, guys. I love these yeah, new yeah. Uh, warlord traits. Yeah. They you can are pick very which one solid. You need. It, it has universal application to that given situation. Yeah. Or, the, the picking it to tailor your army. If you're a shooting army, go for the shooting one. Combat are, I mean, it's just perfect. I love it. Yeah. It's great. I know Militia was able to choose their own Warlord trait, but you paid 25 points for it, if I remember yeah. right. That's how big it was to pick your own. And Astartes, if you brought a Praetor, could roll twice. That's uh, Mechanicum had nothing like that. You yeah. and Mechanicum were very specific, at least the way I built them. I specifically would build a Mechanicum HQ to be a shooter, to be a controller like a dominant or a dominus or to be a melee guy there there was no like in between kitchen sink for mechanicum for me anyways so when i would roll a combat one for my dude with a conversion beamer i was like <laughs> well this is terrible <laughs> this is great the mechanicum hate- traits were so swingy too yeah like uh what's death of flesh the one that gave your entire army preferred enemy infantry Yep. But only if there were objectives in the game. <laughs> so within three inches of an objective, you would just lay waste like nothing else, or it was completely useless if there weren't objectives. Yeah, you're right. Completely like it's either great or it's terrible kind of powers. Yeah. Um, ally chart. Uh, same, but contains extra two troop slots and one extra elite slot. Okay. Uh, awesome. So that's talking about the four sword chart. I thought when yeah. he said ally chart, I thought he meant well, like the allies, um, matrix. the allies matrix. Yeah. That, yeah. So before it was two troops, one HQ, one elite, one fast attack, and one heavy, I thought. Uh, and two troops. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've got like 
You got an army. I mean, that sounds like half of a crusade force orc chart. That is yes. what that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. That gives you so many options for an allied detachment. Yep. Very good. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I've never really played with allied detachments before. I have not either, but I, I want to this edition. Yeah, I need to see how uh, mortals go, because I, I would love to start getting those like mixed armies like that. Yeah, well, that's not entirely true. I suppose I, I have played allied. I always allied in knights. I think they were like the easiest ones to ally in, right? One yeah. HQ and one troop. I mean, uh, but that was just a look. Yeah. Although, yeah, yeah. But I would like to actually start allying in like other legions and that kind of stuff. I think that'd be good. Um, what else we have, guys? Psychic powers. Psychic powers. This is huge. Um. So first things first. The psychic phase gone. Uh, new players it used to be movement, psychic phase, shooting, assault. Or, yeah, that was it. Um, and psychers, you uh, had six disciplines to choose from, and guess what? More six tables. tables. Yeah. Six tables. Yeah. So you would randomly determined for the most yep, part. You would pick a discipline, but then you would have to randomly roll for the power, um, and you would get what you got. Uh, <laughs> you would get what you got. Uh, in heresy, psychers aren't that bit aren't like super powerful, except for Thousand Sons. So, it, mostly what you ended up with was a psyker who knew the main power of the um, of the discipline, and then one extra one for goodies. Yeah, uh, and sometimes uh, the main powers were so swingy in terms of how good they were that mm-hmm. most people just auto picked whatever discipline had a good uh, primaris power. And then just accepted whatever power they got as gravy. Then, in order to cast powers, you had to, uh, first of all, only use them in the psychic phase. Mm-hmm. And you had to roll a bunch of dice to basically determine how many warp charges you got. Um, if you're familiar with fantasy, it was almost identical to uh, fantasy's magic phase. Yeah. Uh, it, it just took forever to resolve <laughs> the psychic phase, especially if you were playing against a Thousand Suns player. And yeah. don't even think like, about it, Jason. During a you mega were pretty battle. quick with it because we we yeah. knew what you wanted: iron arm and warp speed. Yeah. Um, hey, guys, I like guys like Jason specialized. <laughs> but like me yeah. as a word bearers player, I had access to, to, to telepathy or biomancy. So it was eh, which one do I want to use right now? Because I don't have enough for both. Uh, mega battles. When you get to the psychic phase, it was oh. just all right. Everybody yep. stop while the psychic guys do their thing. <laughs> so I rectified this, and this had to become like a homebrew ruled where uh, you would just pick a power and it would go off because we did not have time to sit around for thirty minutes while everybody cast their psychic powers uh, and rolled on random tables to see if they were going to get this thing. Like, no, man, we got we got fourteen, fifteen people here. Pick it, it goes off. Your little extra toughness on this one guy isn't going to change the game that much. Yeah. So, uh, additionally, there wasn't anything you could do about it. Like, you got, if you were the, part, if yeah. you were the, the person who's oh, like denying wasn't, the witch, denying the, the, you had the ability to basically stop powers if you rolled well enough, but you just didn't no. have the dice necessary. Yeah, so, well, yeah, unless you're would, Thousand Suns. Unless you're Thousand yeah. Suns. But <laughs> Thousand Suns players typically weren't playing one, against each other. I, I played it. I played it. 
a Psyker once in an event and played against the Thousand Suns guys, so I was not able to use my Psyker at all for a game. I was like, okay. <laughs> so essentially, and the Psychic shut, phase, shut down all your powers. Like, okay, I have three warp charges, the, and he has uh, ten, and he just was able to just roll and cancel mine out. <laughs> it was the uh, the gaming equivalent of wearing an anvil around your neck. Uh, but now, in this glorious age of 2.0, psychic yep. powers have basically been broken down into two categories. You have powers and you have weapons. Psychic powers are buffs and debuffs. They make you tougher, they make you faster, they make your opponent worse. Weapons are exactly what they sound like. Magic bolters, magic swords, magic eyeballs, whatever. Uh, and you select them instead of having to roll for them, because you automatically get them. So the disciplines, biomancy, pyromancy, telekinesis, telepathy, etc., are all still the same. But instead of having six powers each to choose from, now you just take the discipline, okay, hold out your hands, here's your weapon, here's your power, now go. Yeah. Uh, um, it'll, each one will tell you exactly when and where to use them, in the movement phase, in the shooting phase, whatever. You just do it. And some of them have a rule called psychic focus. You take a psychic check, which I believe is a leadership test. Yeah, you can choose to double down and try to mm -hmm. enhance that power yeah. some by making are, leadership chest, uh, tests. Yes, yeah, so, some are chosen, and then some are mandatory, depending on how powerful they are. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, um, I believe... Do uh, you want to charge it? Okay, yeah. I will. Uh, um, sorry. Uh, but... So sometimes you can make a power even better by doubling down and doing the, the psychic check. Yes, but if you fail that psychic check, in some instances wow, wow. the power doesn't even go off. But in all instances, you suffer perils of the warp, which in first edition was, you yep. guessed it, another random table. Which, uh, which was not bad. It ranged from your head hurts to that unit is gone. Or suddenly you became supercharged and powered and just. Or yeah, sometimes you went super saiyan. Um, yeah, you, you failed and then you got, you won because you failed. Yeah. Uh, Kazinch, I guess. In this edition, if you suffer perils of the warp, you just take D3 wounds. You can't save them except with invulnerable saves. That's it. It's done. Move along. Yep. And you take, you can take those on any model in the unit. Mm-hmm. The yes. Psyker isn't uh, the only one suffering. The guys around him who are wondering what Steve is doing when, with his hands like that suddenly realize, oh, shit, <laughs> my head is gone. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to 2.0. Psyker's to the front of the line. So, also, at first, uh, the D3 wounds thing seems super weird to me. Because it would be like, why is the Psyker, like, tossing, you know, his brain melting onto another guy? But then I was like, wait, of course, if I was a psyker and I was a dick, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, it's like, like the, uh -oh. the most thousand sons thing you could do. Right? It's like demons psychers coming are, in. <laughs> psychers are not <laughs> known over to their uh, generosity. Okay, in my <laughs> head, can what I'm seeing is just like the electricity sparking off, dude, and Greg over there just happens to be a little too close and catches a little spark. Yeah, and gets vaporized into dust. You know, it happens Slight, from time to time. Slight little tear in reality, and you lose three guys. It happens. Yeah, you know. I oh, mean, yeah, but they, how many times in novels has that exact thing happened? Like, you know, yeah. somebody starts bleeding from every facial orifice because their sanctioned psyker accidentally like got a little too close to the void. 
Yeah. The warp All is just ice in reality. It's yeah. perfect. No, I, yeah. I, I really like this. It is also worth noting that adamantium will is now like a legit thing. It's not just, oh, I get a five up to deny the witch. You know, there's a bunch of units that have three up adamantium will. Yep, and so what it is, well, three up, well, adamantium will now is just basically a flat invulnerable save against psychic powers. Oh shit! Before for real? The, yes. Before yeah, in previous yeah, wow. previous editions, you would have each would have like a pool of dice to fling psychic powers on, and adamantium will, if you were defending, gave you a plus one to your resolution to try to cancel out your opponent. Yeah. Uh, so you'd get a five up instead of a six up. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, I mean, Sigismund has a three up. I think the knights Cenobium have three ups. Yeah, I'm sure the space wolves have some bullshit. Um, the knights might have three, three up. I know the um. The Dark Angel's Paladin has a three-up and vulnerable save against uh, Psychic. Okay, no, the, so the Knights those, themselves do, too. I was oh, checking them out. Are those uh, Adamantium will saves usable on the, the Perils of the Warp wounds? That's a good question. I would have to check. Because that's that'd be great to like be like, all right, well, these guys, I'm going to put my Psyker with these guys because they can kind of handle if he goes apeshit a little bit. Or, I yeah. don't think I'll put my Psyker with Sigismund. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> All right, let's move on. My my screen yeah. just uh, went blank because we've been talking about psychic powers too. Uh, regrouping. Uh, you may move up to initiative if regrouped. When falling back, automatically fail morale check. Uh, so regrouping sometimes you'll get pinned or uh, fall back, uh, and at that you used to just what was it? Move D three inches. I think it was just three inches. Was it three inches? Okay, uh, but now you get to regroup at your initiative, which is good. Yep. So, uh, wound allocation. We touched on this earlier. Owning player decides how to allocate wounds inflicted. Any wounds on models except characters must be allocated wounds first. Uh, once player starts allocating wounds to a model, they must continue to do so until all wounds have been saved from the wound pool or a model removed. Mm-hmm. So, if you got like a two wound model. Uh, and it's not a character, just a regular line marine, then it's going to take one wound. And then if you take another wound, it has to go on the guy who's already hurt. So that way we, you know, can kill out models. Uh, weapon strength can now go above 10 before it was capped at 10. Now we see some destroyer weapons getting like strength 16 and that kind of stuff. Aren't demo cannons strength 12? Yes. Yeah. 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 On the vindicator. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Uh, used when working out instant death and armor pin, which is solid. They're usually yeah. on uh, anti-tank weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, all, excellent that they do this because now you can actually instant death um, stuff, automata and castellax and that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, it's Those great. Six demons. Hit them with a demo cannon. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so them. now we're getting into something that's going to take a while, I think, for us to oh, discuss. We're, we're not going to discuss. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we're we'll already pushing, I think, close to an hour, right? Yep, yep. But we can, uh, we'll see what we got here. Okay. I, I'm, um, I'm willing to go as long as you guys want to go. So, okay. Sounds good. Um, so, deep strike assault. This is a new rule. Uh, you will assign one or more units to deep strike assault, uh, only one allowed. So, I guess that's saying there's only one deep strike assault allowed. Yep. You only, but you deep can have multiple once. units yep. in that assault. Correct. Uh, roll once for all units assigned from turn two. Place the first unit, scatter, roll a dice. Uh, if a one is rolled, the opponent may place all other units within 24 inches 
and no scatter. If a two plus is rolled, the other units are deployed within 12 inches with no scatter. Enemy units within six inches must then take a pending test. Units may not shoot or may shoot and charge as normal after interception reactions are resolved. And then in the rule book, it goes into much more detail exactly how to carry out uh, a deep strike assault. But that, that is the gist of it. And what this allows you to do is to, I guess, what is the right of war? Um, Hammerfall Strike Force. Hammerfall Strike Force uh, is a great so, one that we'll use to explain this. Go on, Jared. So Hammerfall Strike Force was my cross to bear for a bit in uh, 1.0 because it was, without a doubt, the worst right of war. Um, you couldn't bring your reserves on until turn two. You couldn't have vehicles on the board. So basically, you just had your, your soft, squishy guys out there getting shot for a turn or two before people came down. Uh, and then when they did come down, you could not charge or, or do much of anything of consequence until turn three. Um, I can't tell you how many times uh, I had, you know, even, you know, Storm Shield Terminator squads come down. And by the way, you had to come down in base to base contact. Right, which is a uh, huge like, hey, nuke this unit, please. Yeah, yeah. Insert all demo your cannons here. Uh, yeah. Multiple times I had a squad of Terminators come down, one single demo cannon template, wipe them all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that smarts. <laughs> you know, it was such a bad rule set. It was clunky, and it made gun lines aggressively overpowered when, you know, hey, some people want to do cool, you know, assault style armies are, you know, based off the fluff based off of, you know, teleport strikes and, you know, all the, the cool stuff we see in the books, you know, now that, it's, smell, that smell of ozone and, yeah. and the, and the, the, the hoarfrost that forms and all of a sudden, pachang, and then boom, yeah. now it looks like that. And we don't have to worry about a deep strike mishap table anymore. Yeah. Um, literally on our, on our last game, I, uh, you know, our last event, was a you know, farewell of seventh edition. Yeah, uh, Will's challenge to the participants was come up with the worst list, the most absolutely garbage tier thing you could come up with, and bring that. So I brought Hammerfall Strike Force, and you know, you I and lost. every fist. I yeah. just want to mention, you and every fist were all in agreement that that is the worst right of war <laughs> in existence. So you all ran it, and you all did fairly about the same. Where, as he's about to explain. Uh, but I also lost like a 20 man tax squad just, yeah. just gone deleted before they got to the board because I rolled on a mishap table. Uh, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. They're just, you know, misplaced miss still, worst case scenario. They're 24 inches away. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it. That's great. It's you so used good. to, because uh, people are also like, I can't believe they make us place my, why does my opponent get to place them 24 inches away? Uh, my guy, you either used to completely outright die or your opponent got to place them literally anywhere on the board. So he yeah. would place them in the furthest corner away from you and everybody else. Where they wouldn't be able to do a damn thing for nope. three turns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is such an improvement. It, it just, it works. Um, I'm, I'm basing my whole Nova around this this specific rule. Um, it's all Warhawk themes. So Sigismund and Fafnir are coming down with Templars and Phalanx orders. And that's representing the the ambushes of, you know, the the late siege as they were carried out. Oh, uh, so good! I'm so pumped so about it. So good! It's, it's so it's, good. 
you know, it's fluffy. I, I and really it's love it. I'm hoping we get some sort of uh, kind of generic deep strike uh, assault kind of right of war, similar to Hammerfall, maybe in the lines of um, uh, the Zone Mortalis right of war, where you were allowed to nominate a couple of units, you know, maybe something like that. You'd like not your whole force gets to deep strike, but like a couple guys, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, For those of us who don't play Angel's Wrath or whatever, where, you know, you could have your, your, Assault Marines come down turn one and do something cool. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I do hope they bring that back. Um, but it's a great, it's a great, cool new rule. Uh, and I think everybody is for it. I, I haven't heard anybody who says like, oh, this is bullshit. I, I don't want no, I don't want this in my games. No, it's, it's cool. great. So um, in addition you want to, to touch on flanking assault? Because I have yeah, no idea. So what flanking that assault is, is kind of it's kind of new. Like before we had the um Oh, what they call it? Outflank. Which was kind of a, a different way to uh, bring your guys in reserves. Mm-hmm. But now we have the flanking assault. So, uh, yeah, per the summary, you assign one or more units to a flanking assault. And you can only have one group of units that can do a flanking assault. And before the game starts, you place a marker anywhere on a table, on any table edge. It can even be in the opponent's deployment zone. And you roll for reserves for all the units in that assault from turn two. And if it's a one on a die roll, your opponent may reposition that marker 24 inches along the edge of the board. But if you roll a two up, you may reposition your marker within six inches of that marker and then bring your guys on from that side of the table. That's pretty good. And again, they can charge. Yeah. I'm loving the charging at a reserves thing. Um, It's so good definitely changes the game like for lo- for the longest time i, I kind of i personally felt for the most part deep striking assault units was useless yes yeah i absolutely. always <laughs> thought it was some sort of gimmick i never liked dealing with reserves even as an iron hand i very re- i had i could outflank all of my tanks and i rarely did it because it felt so unreliable to uh, you never knew when you were going to get your reinforcements in uh, or where they were going to come in. So, yeah, these new changes are very welcomed. It makes it feel like it's an actual tactic you should prepare for and can utilize effectively in games. And it still balances with, you know, Overwatch being a reaction at full ballistic skill. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Stevens pointed Agreed. out with his, uh, you know, you know, fancy scary cannons. You know, he could probably turn off one charge a turn um, through pinning. Yes, you know, it's it's not. I don't think we're going to see people just, you know, boom, table, turn two or something. Yeah, I, I think it's going to balance really well still. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jared, you just reminded me of something that I think is a huge, huge change, but it's like really tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, bef- previously, Overwatch uh, casualties caused in Overwatch could not cause pinning or morale checks mm-hmm. uh, against a charging unit. Now they can. They call that the screw that noise. Right, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what we were talking about. We're like, oh, so you can pin a unit before it even charges you now. That's, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> can oh, just be so like, good. all right, put down every single, like just a wall of lead, and I'm sure it's going to stop somebody. And that's that just, exactly yeah, what you feels can do. feels natural. Yeah, right. yeah. It feels like How many times thematic. have you seen that? Like, yeah, thematic, thank you. How many times have you seen that like in a movie or something? Mm-hmm. We're going to make a, you know, they're about to get you and then suddenly they got to 
cower in the back or cover. read it in read it in a book i mean yeah most recently example uh uh Cthonia, uh Cthonia's reckoning reckoning yeah um there's like a dude who's got a flamer and he's holding back a bunch of dudes from charging because who wants to be cooked alive by prometheum nobody so you should be able to stop people and put keep them in their tracks if you are doing that you know beautiful that's good um primark unit type Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. no, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So Primark unit type, uh, they are their own unit type. I don't think they were before. Nope. Um, also, it is a separate slot in the, uh, and in addition to a Lord of War, but they count together for a 25% rule. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So now Primarchs. Let's break are, that down. Yeah. Yeah. Primarchs are now a actual unit sl- uh, detachment slot before mm-hmm. they used to share with Lords of War. But now Primarchs... So you could either bring a Primarch or a Fellblade, but you couldn't bring them both. Correct. Yeah. Which was dumb. Yeah. But now you can bring both because they fill separate slots. However, you still cannot bring more than 25% of the total point cost of your army as these units. Right. And that 25% is a holdover from Age of Darkness 1.0, where Lords of War could not be more than 25% of your total uh, points value, which means you couldn't bring... You know, in, in a, what, a 3,000-point game, it had to be, what, what is that, 750 points? Do the math on me. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Whatever. But yeah, so it's still, unless you're playing something yeah. ridiculous, you're still probably going to be limited to a single yeah. Primark yeah. or Lord of War. Yeah. But, I mean, if we're playing a 3,500-point game, that means you can bring, like, a Typhon, yeah. Tank Destroyer, and a Primark, and still be within your 25 point or 25%, which is like a thousand points. A thousand points is plenty for both of those Lords of War or, you know, Primark and Lord of War now. Uh, and it, it's great. I love it. I think I personally think that most games are going to be 3000 points, but I definitely see 3,500 points becoming a new value. So people can do specifically this absolutely for like narrative games and that kind of stuff. I, th- I think Jason and I figured out 3750 is the sweet spot. God damn it. Why you gotta, why you gotta do 3750. <laughs> 3750 was my happy place. 4,000, man. It's an extra point. It's a fantasy thing. Fantasy players love 2250 and 2750. Jeez. It's it's my bad. I'll take that one. Remember remember 1995 (laughs) for 6th edition? Was that real? Yeah, that was, huh? Because you couldn't be over it. Like, yeah, of course. There was some, yeah, there was some like point limit where then you can like do double force org chart or something like that. I think it was Mm -hmm. 1995. That was another one for fantasy too, where they'd play. Oh gosh, because uh, your options you could take more special and rare choices once you hit three thousand. So <laughs> tournaments and stuff would be two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine yeah. plus. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, why? Oh, okay, why? Okay. Because fantasy players, yeah. dude. Like yeah. okay. I love yeah. fantasy, yeah. and I don't understand them. V- everybody is a. I mean, that's player. just like. I mean, it's just In like fantasy. Yeah. That's just a different word for playing centurion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, but this is great. What not, this not, sees, not knocking it, by the way. Centurion's yeah. fun, but um, it's it's a great system. I think I love having Primarchs on the field. I don't have one yet, and I haven't had one uh, in like six years. I haven't played with a Primarch, but I don't know it, if I'm able to play with a Primarch and a Lord of War. I probably will do both now, but I always I, prefer my Lords of War on the table. I, I want to see you paint up Ferris now after six years no. of uh, practice. You get you get. Rebute. That's what okay. you get to see. All right. So 
you know, I think I do think it's something that's worth being brought up. That's not necessarily in this list, but Primark's got so much better. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We just talked about the point value, but yeah, uh, the points, but the the rules. I mean, Dorn was good. Like Dorn was a, a fine support Primark who had good you know weapon skill and could like handle himself in combat. I think the rules writers just read the Siege of Terror books and were like, all right, I'm going to put that on the page now. What's the coolest thing these guys have ever done? All right, write yeah. that into a rule somehow. So mm-hmm. to give you all, you know, Dorn has on the charge 10 attacks. Christ almighty. That are strength yeah. 10. With Shred. But again, Siege of Terror, that's strike. exactly what he would do. Uh, his weapon is no longer Salvo. His his sidearm, yeah, yeah, it's now assault. It was salvo. It was salvo. So he couldn't <laughs> charge after he shot his bolter. Oh my god! He's a Primark, yeah, Praetorian of the Imperium. Oh, I can't make that charge because I, I shot with my pistol. Uh, yeah, the, the lion suffered the same thing in the last edition. If I remember, I can't remember what did he really. I think so. The few slack the Naeus, I can't remember what. I don't remember. I think it was also a salvo. To be honest, oh, <laughs> madness. It's just absolutely insane. But the Primarchs have Relentless back in the day? No, they didn't. Oh, God. Okay. It yeah, wasn't yeah. in one of their core I'm, rules. Yeah. I, I researched this because I was so dumbfounded by yeah. the, the principle That's bonkers. That's but yeah, so, now, but, yeah, like, I don't know if they already mentioned, but yeah, now. So all Primarch attacks are precision shots slash attacks. Mm-hmm. Stat lines can never be degraded, and Ugh. snapshots are always fired at full yeah. ballistic skill. Dude, like... E- uh, a rad grenade is not going to affect a Primark now. Yeah. Blind. Amazing. Oh, whoa. Oh, you're yeah. right. Uh, concuss. That used to yeah. be the way Ferris or yeah. Was it Ferris who would like win combats because he'd concuss other Primarchs. Mm-hmm. But he can't do that no more. Nope. Nope. Wild. Yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Does concuss affect the stat line? It affects weapon skill. Does no. it? Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, interesting. You, you're, so yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, um, also, always fire snapshots at full ballistic skill. Yeah. They, they sure. just made them val- like it, combat wise. They're valuable. That's not yeah. to speak of their support roles that they play for their entire armies now. Huge. Every yeah. Primarch, I think, uh, personifies the way they led their army very well. Mm-hmm. But we'll definitely get into that in the future episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Sorry, yeah, yeah, to definitely sidetrack us on a long episode, anyways. So yeah, um, do we want to continue? <laughs> do we want to pause for a break? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break and okay. we'll be right back. We're back. Jason and Steven had to uh, had to run. We appreciate them hanging out. Yeah, it is still a, it, it is still a school night. It's Thursday, you know. It's not mm-hmm. the end of the week quite yet, so that's that's, that's expected. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Will, Jared, and myself are still here, and we're going to keep on going through. Uh, we were just talking uh, in the break, uh, like on social media. I can't get over how many awesome conversions are out there for the new Predators in the new Age of Darkness box. And uniqueness, like the, the, um, yes. the levels of uniqueness from basically the same mold. Everybody is able to create their own twist on it, and I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. Like when we first saw it, I was a little bit concerned. I'll be honest. I was concerned that it was like a single push fit and looked more difficult to really convert. 
But it looks like people have been con- converting that even easier yeah. than, say, like Betrayal at Kalth. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. A well, lot easier. No- nothing is molded to the core of it, right? Right. You can still like, change out can, the... Uh, you can swap out shoulder pads. You can swap out yeah. backpacks, arms, weapons. You know, everything is still so customizable. You brought up capes earlier. You know, the, the Betrayal of Kalth characters both have capes that are on there. Modeled and they're it. not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these capes come off, which I left mine off because dry brushing capes is so much simpler when they're off the model than when they're on the model. Plus yeah. the sword and guy's cape is five freaking pieces. <laughs> oh, dude. Same with the axe guy. I think his yeah. was it's what, like three four or four. Or six? Yeah. 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 It's nuts. Uh, multi-part capes. Like what? Mm-hmm. I mean, those exist. Yes, but not in the level of intricacy I've seen on these. Like yeah. normally it'll just be like split on a shoulder and a straight seam down yep. that can, but these and the seam lines blend into the curves of the cape. Right. And it's, it's so good. I'm guys, these are some of the best models we've ever gotten in the hobby, not just horse heresy, but in the entire hobby. It's amazing. Yeah. And also on a quick tangent before we get back into the rules, a Warhammer community came out with a new, um, heresy Thursday where the dreadnought box set is going to just have a shit ton of stuff. Oh. It's, Way more stuff than the, than the bog standard one that we have now. Double conversion beavers. Does it come with no? It comes, no, it with comes eight with one of each. One of each gun. Oh, just but one. Who's not going to buy yeah. two of these. Uh yeah, That's, definitely. Exactly. Not to mention, you probably get extra weapons pretty easily secondhand yeah. from you know people. Whoever. Gonna, yeah. Uh, also, I will say, uh, Jesse pointed out that the holes on all of these weapons just so happen to be a four by one millimeter magnet, mm-hmm. and they all have props, props to for that one. Was that goon hammer? Goonhammer yeah. does it again. When, yeah. when aren't they excelling, right? Honestly, uh, guys. <laughs> they never miss. Goonhammer, if you'd listen to this, which you probably don't, you, you're you outstanding in everything you guys yeah. do. Love you. Y'all are the reason I don't write articles anymore because there's just yeah. like, it, why You set the bother? bar so hard or, or so high, I mean. Yeah. Um, you don't do it because you're lazy, Jared. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> go cry in a corner now. But four by one millimeter magnets, I bought some. Mm-hmm. They fit perfectly. Uh, and you can magnetize all your weapon options, and you never have to make the hard choice of gluing or not. Um, I, you know, I lose shit all the time. Ever since I was a child with micro machines, they were just disappear. So uh, magnets for me are always kind of on the edge. But when it's so easy to magnetize it, uh, I really don't care if I lose it or not. You know, like I, I, I think what is it? Um, Austin uses Altoids cans. I guess that that I'll have to do that. So I don't mm. lose my little weapons from just free floating in the bags. All right. So we're going to get back into this before we get back into this. I'm going to go ahead and uh, thank our patrons. Get that out of the way real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Once again, uh, with our patrons, they're able to support this podcast. We're able to uh, keep the lights burning and do cool stuff. And we're really looking forward to future activities here. Um, if you want to support us, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. Uh, you can join our discord and the uh, patrons also have their own private, uh, discord chat group, as well as your, basically your own little hobby blog on our discord. And we do a uh, periodic hobby hangouts our patron, Zach, who is uh, kind enough to like spearhead the idea, which I oh, appreciate. Yeah, Zach. Yeah. New Zach. And uh, we had a good time. I was there for about an hour and a half. We were just chilling out, talking heresy. It was really cool. But as always, I'd like to thank all of our patrons, 
starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Captain Sasquatch, Chap Lanisar, Chris Mack, Gardner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, John Smith, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Michael Tisdall, Mr. Baldwick, Nick Quenga, Rena the Floof, Sar Luther, Taco Tuesday or Bus 22 Rock and Roll McDonald's, What's Ligma, and Zachary Thomason. Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Dave Jones, Duncan, M. Tanzer, Gore Crow, Matthew Andrasio, Nick Hilda, Richard Bork, Scott LeMay, The Zoy, and Void Imperatrix. And finally, our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Aircraft Terrier, Bullfarious, Dale Jones, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Jada Sales, Jonathan Crane, Carl, Nick Gillen, Noah Atkins, and Travis Smith. Once again, thank you all for uh, becoming patrons. And if you want to support us, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. All right, back to the show. Huge esprit de corps. Thank you guys so much for being a part of us. I I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it blows my mind every day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. We are in vehicles now, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is weird because first off, here we go. Dreadnoughts. No longer vehicles. Get them out of the list then. What do they do? It's a change to vehicles. (laughs) Uh, Dreadnoughts are no longer vehicles. They are monsters. Okay, so first off, they're their own unit type, but they're Mm -hmm. very much like how monstrous creatures were. They now have a stat line. Mm -hmm. They are fearless, resistant to poison and fleshbane. But they do have a weakness to armor bane weapons. Yeah, they're still susceptible to armor bane. um, And successful poison and fleshbane wounds have to be re-rolled. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Resistant, not uh, impervious. So, yes. Good. Uh, There is still uh, bio uh, goo floating in the sarcophagus. So, that's which which I do find uh, fleshbane is wounding on two ups. So, that resistance to fleshbane just don't roll a one on two rolls. So, it's it's not necessarily a uh, very powerful resistance. Which is a little bit surprising, but at the but same you got time, that you two up armor. <laughs> I was about to say most fleshbane weapons themselves are very, uh, very low on AP chart. Yeah, high or AP high. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. they're uh, very weak AP. I'll put it that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's huge change for dreadnoughts. It's dreadnoughts so are, are game changers. They're like what six wounds, toughness seven. This is something yeah. I remember uh, when I first started in this game like ten years ago. People would talk about, man, I wish they need to make dreadnoughts oh, monstrous we- monstrous mm-hmm. creatures. It has been that way since forever, especially when, let's remember back to 7th, the Dread Knight uh, was a monstrous creature, but the Dreadnought <laughs> was a vehicle. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's always been a big thing like WTFY, so I'm glad they've addressed it. And, you know, to our our new players, you know, this precludes the chance of a one-shot last cannon just clipping you and, and rolling a 6. Yeah, at least for uh, what, what was it? I think uh, I think for us, um, Jared and I once played a game. I had a Malkador. He had a Dreadnought. He's getting ready to charge me, and I say, "No, no, Mister, no, no, I'm not going to let that happen." And I thunder blitz him with the Malkador. I get one pin, and he explodes. <laughs> uh, and in Brother, all, no! <laughs> in all actuality, that Dreadnought should have just. RKO'd that Malkador and just oh, yeah. smash it to pieces, but <laughs> RKO out of nowhere and just boom. 
but no, because it was a vehicle, you could pin it and get a lucky explode, and then boom, it's done. Or a mobilize result, yeah, which was yeah. very painful, yeah. Uh, especially if you were like the contempt or uh, uh, the custo dread who had nothing but close combat weapons. You had a shield and a flamer and a sword, and then you get a mobilized turn one, and you're like, "Come over here, so yeah. I can stab you," because I'm yeah. not going anywhere. Get on over here. <laughs> get on, come closer so I can stab you, you son They're of a just bitch. So much more survivable. Uh, you know, I, I love bringing two Leviathans. That's kind of my my support for <laughs> yes. Stone Gauntlet. And you dare call me Whackcaster, you son <laughs> of a bitch. So, well, so, how many times have I brought them? And, you know, okay, oh, I'm not going first. And turn one, one Leviathan's dead. Oh, sure. Yeah. One Leviathan's yeah. down to two, two hit points. Well, now they'll mm-hmm. end up probably tabling the whole. The whole board. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, that being said, so dreadnoughts are, from what I've played and what I've seen, they're like super powerful in this particular edition. But I think part of that has to do with the fact that we're just not used to dealing with right monstrous yeah, yeah. creature dreadnoughts. You're going to see people bring in Melta, especially since they're weak to Armor Bane. Oh, I'm, As I'm that has been said multiple times this edition. Yeah. Armor Bane, you're going to see a lot more of it. I'm currently a. Uh, building a 10 man plasma support squadron with my Mark six. I feel yeah, because you know, for like contemptors wounding on fours, however, all those fours are AP two. So then it re- automatically reverts to oh, five up save. Boy? I don't yeah. oh, boy. rapid fire plasma weapons are still going to be really good. You're right. Special okay. weapons and heavy weapons are going to be key to taking care of dreadnoughts. So yeah, great dreadnoughts, huge, great change. We are all here for it and we love it. Yeah. Uh, stationary this is a big change so you may now fire all your weapons including ordnance at normal ballistic before if you fired ordnance everything else was snapshotting and this now, is ve- this is vehicle rules if vehicles you- yes yeah. yes uh for vehicles yes uh now if you're stationary you can fire everything at normal ballistic so you don't have to worry about well i don't want to fire the demo cannon because then all my other cannons even some that are blast won't be able to shoot none of that that's all gone thank god yeah <laughs> Makes it a little bit simpler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so vehicles that are in the assault phase are always counted as weapon skill one, meaning they're always hit on a two up by anything with a weapon skill of two or higher. Oh, so no okay. longer, no longer complete instant hits if they remain stationary. They still right. whiff on ones. Yeah, which is good. I mean, one's always a failure, but hey, no more like oh well, I I moved it, so now it's. I guess what was it a three? Right? Yeah, you would have to like bump your guy a little inch just to make sure that they. No, I, yeah. I think they. I can't remember models hit vehicles. I couldn't remember if they was like default four or three, but right. But you still had to move, otherwise you were going to get auto hit it. So the, so there's a blend of uh you know pros and cons here. You no longer have mm-hmm. to move to avoid getting instantly hit, but you can also get hit easier now too. Yeah. Um, combat speed if a vehicle that has moved at no more than half its movement value may fire all weapons or one destroyer or its weapon. Um, so like there's like fast vehicles. Yeah. Like say the saber, which I uh-huh. believe has a movement. Of, I want to say 18 inches off the top of my head. Right. So you can still it's move nine, nine inches, inches and just fires everything. Okay. Okay. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen what the uh, Kratos movement value is, but I'm guessing it's like a 12. Oh, I have hoping or 10. I have the Libra books here. I got the Libra books here right now. Either way, the point is you're going to be able to still move it and fire everything, which is great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Legion Kratos is a 10 inch movement. 
Okay, so five inches, still firing everything. That's not bad. Yeah, with all this weapons uh, it's got. Right mm. now, still cruising speed. If a vehicle moves more than half its movement value, it may fire one weapon and no ordnance or destroyer weapons. Okay. <laughs> so, if you want to move the full ten inches, you can, but you're only going to fire one weapon, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be an ordnance or destroyer weapon, which I think is fine. That is... Yeah. Yeah, most outside of your, like, main, like major weapons like or uh, artillery weapons for the most part don't have ordnance right and who who is really you know trying to fucking make their uh uh you know medusans <laughs> sprint up the board 12 inches so they can nobody yeah. they have long range guns they're going to sit back they might move half their speed mm-hmm. in which case they can still fire their main guns it's great i love it Excellent. Uh, and then we have the super fast boys, the flat outs. Yeah. Fast vehicles only. So this is going to be like Sikorins uh, and, and the fast movers. And Sabres, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, may move twice, but can only fire snap fire with all weapons. Uh, Which, fast vehicles in general? My God. Mm-hmm. That is like a 36 so, inch movement. Yeah, a saber, a yeah. Saber, so a saber is not 18. It's a movement of 16. That thing can go 32 inches. And still just snapshot. My God, you're still, you're still, you're not going to be able to keep up with these sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing circles around your Spartans. So you better watch out. You better have flanking support because there are some fast movers out here. that are going to put a world of hurt on you. And like I said, we're looking at this uh, summary. I want to check cruising speed again. Cause I know it says it may only fire one weapon, but I think it means only fire one weapon at full BS. Yeah. I still I think, think yeah. you fire all I the think, other yeah, weapons yeah. that uh, snap, snap fire. fire. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, that. Roll a dice. If a one is rolled, cruise, uh, suffer a cruise stunned result uh, plus one whole point of damage. So, yeah, going flat out, you're pushing your engines. You are, I mean, hitting a rock at that speed is going to send you flying. We all have seen what happens if you hit a speed bump and you're going like 10 over. You're going to destroy your bumper. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, then have you found that answer yet for the, uh, cruising speed? Oh, I kind of made an assumption. I'll, I'll keep looking. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we're good for that. Assuming or for that assumption. Um, and if we're wrong, you know, listeners tell us and, uh, we'll ignore it. I'm going to find it now. We are infallible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, next thing we have here as a change is tank shock and ramming. Uh, now it's one action. Inflict D6 hits or 2D6 if it's a super heavy. At half the front AV of the tank, 10 if it's a super heavy. Then the unit must take a morale check. If hitting a vehicle, resolve one hit and add one strength. If you have more HP, whole points, than an opponent. Mm-hmm. May only fire snapshots after ramming. So you can actually shoot after ramming now. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, not be able to. Yep. So you uh, fire snapshots at cruising speed minus one. Oh. Weapon. one weapon can fire okay. full BS and the snapshot everything. Also, uh, f- for combat speed or um, combat speed, firing ordnance or destroyer weapons, uh, you can still fire snapshots with all your other weapons as well. Okay. Wait so. for combat speed. Yeah, combat speed, you may either Here fire... Here it's listed, if a vehicle that moves no more than half can fire all its weapons or ordnance. And then if you do choose to fire an ordnance, you can still snap fire all your other weapons, is what you're saying. That's correct. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. 
So, yeah. Uh, so tank shock and ramming. Cool. Uh, I still think you'll see it about as often as you do now, which is very rarely. Uh, and it will be something that you have to reference quite often when it does happen because you'll never use it. So make sure you bookmark it in your rule books now. Uh, as far as tank shock, they make it so much simpler now. Where there were like there were like three or four, eh, well maybe not three or four, but like two or three different rules that gave you a plus one to your strength when determining tank shot. And I You're always right. had to refer yeah. back because I did it so rarely. But now you simply just add one strength if you have more whole points than your opponent. It's good. I'm ass- yeah. assuming that's your current HP too. Yeah, that's makes sense. I'll, I'll right? have to double check that, but I feel like that makes more sense. Like if you're, <laughs> yeah, if you're a fresh uh, tank now, hitting something that's already that maybe a bigger tank, but it's taking right, a lot of that's hits. It's already limping along, even though it might have been a Spartan with six hull points. I mean, they've already destroyed half its tracks. It really shouldn't have the same hitting power as you know you. But anyway, that's me speculating. So sorry, I will yeah. rectify that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive weapons. This is a thing Austin keeps gooing about because he runs militia with a lot of heavy bolters on all his stuff. And it is really as good as he says it is. Uh, all vehicles, weapons with strength six or below are defensive weapons and pintle mounted weapons. Uh, the tank may always fire these at the closest enemy unit, even if the tank's other weapons engage in different targets. Anything else is a battle weapon. So all your battle weapons will have to be fired at the single unit. So your Kratos' main cannon fires at an enemy tactical squad that is on the other side of the table. All your heavy bolters that you have on, because they are lower than strength six, can still independently fire at things that are closer. It is kind of a built-in split fire where you can split the the, the vehicle's weapons uh, based on weapon strength. Uh, So it's very neat. I like it a lot. You never feel like your shots are going to be wasted if you fired your your anti-tank cannon at something because your heavy bolters won't be able to hurt that tank that's out there. But now, since they're defensive weapons, you can use them to fire at infantry that are nearby. Mm -hmm. Which I really like. And for the Kratos is really cool because he's got Mm -hmm. auto cannons everywhere and uh, ramming vehicles. uh, It's starting hull points that determines the plus strength. Okay, good. That's as we assumed. Very good. And you get a plus four strength if you are slow or super heavy or for some (gasps) reason, if you're a building, I don't know how you can ram a building, but (laughs) I guess get rammed. I guess get rammed. Right. Yeah. I'll have to read, read that. I'm, I'm a drink in I'm, uh, I'm a heavy drink in right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've already had three glasses of wine myself. So Sweet. let's know. keep rolling. Um, vehicle sponsor arcs. Beer. Vehicle yeah. sponsor arcs. Oh my God. They made this so much better. Right. I mean, okay. So new guys, uh, the way it was before is the way the angles of the guns could go is how much you got pretty much like 45 degrees, yeah. on the sides or something like that. Or in some cases like knights, you, you, it was only the sides. Like there was mm-hmm. no, like they did not take the middle of the model into Couldn't account. Shoot directly in front of you. Yeah. Right. But now vehicle spawns and arcs. You basically draw a line down the center of the vehicle's hole from back to front. And that is, yeah. Anything on the left side can be fired at with your left sponson. Anything on the right side, your right sponson. So ostensibly, if you are facing directly at an opponent in front of you, you could still hit it with both sponsons. Exactly. Yep. Which is great. Uh, I know for my Spartan, that's going to be my anti-tank platform. It's going to have last cannon in the hole, multi-melter on top, last cannon sponsons, 
And just the idea of pointing it directly at something and being like, all right, all anti-tank into that, you know, it's, it's great. Instead of being like, all right, well, uh, this spawns in, uh, because you're a little too far over. It, it just takes away some of like the tedious, uh, uh, yeah, sometimes Jesus. you'd like be you'd work yeah. without your opponent. I, I guess I can hit you. What do you think? Yeah, how often was that? Was like too often. I don't know. What do you often. think? Yeah, yeah. And no, I never like just... that because it's like ah, I prefer to cut and dry. Which you know, same one downside about blast markers. But don't tell Austin I said that. <laughs> yeah, I when ambiguity is gone, that's when it's great, right? Yeah, for so. me personally, yeah. Uh, sponsons. If the target is outside the arc of the sponson, it can fire at another target. That is, oh, <laughs> that is so good. Okay, so there used to have to be like special rules built into weapons, like yeah. um, uh, what was it for the 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 crack the crack power of the machine spirit? So there was power of the machine spirit, but the Karaknos had like uh, uh, smart lightning guns where they were each independently. Uh, Tand- or, or not tandem to each other so they could each fire at their own targets. Okay, like they so had some to- mechanic and bullshit. Right. Yeah. But it was a way for you to use your sponsons without having to be like, all right, well, only the right gun can see anything, so only the right gun's gonna shoot. Yeah. yeah. Uh but this is so good. Like, damn, dude. Damn. It just S- works. It does. <laughs> <laughs> uh weapon destroyed. Owning player picks a battle weapon to be destroyed. Oh my goodness. Specify. Battle weapon, your defensive yeah. weapons, you can still be rocking. Which means if you roll a weapon destroyed result and you only have heavy bolters left, now so, you yeah. start selecting. So, weapon destroyed, weapons. it looks like, according to this, uh, I'll verify in the rules, but it looks like you have to depict one of your battle weapons to be destroyed first. Mm-hmm. And then and if you're then out of battle weapons, then defensive weapons. So, no, exactly. more, no more putting on like silly little minor combi bolters and things just to. Yeah. The five point <laughs> hunter killer to save your main yeah. gun, yeah. Jason. <laughs> I did it all the here. time too. I did it with my um, um, Arcus strike tank. Yeah. I mean, the main gun was so expensive with yeah, all the extra yeah. ammunition that uh-huh. a five point little save. Yeah, to, to give an extra that much percentage chance of you yeah. not losing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, vehicle explode range is D six inches, and all models within D six take a strength eight AP dash hit. Plus a pinning test. Hot damn. Yeah. Strength eight guys. You're going to be yeah. instant deathing terminators and the like. You could yeah. instant death a predator if you wanted to. That, you know, that went from a minor inconvenience to, oh shit. Yes. Explosions yeah, are yeah, it was dangerous what, now. Strength six AP four. Who cared? It yeah. wasn't strong enough to instant death me. It wasn't high enough AP to. Yeah. outright remove my save your vehicle now, squadrons now are concerned mm-hmm. yeah oh you're right huh now you're blowing up your other tanks nearby oh, oh. yeah if you're cool. anywhere near d6 of that you're taking a pinning test your heroic um, bombs armed squads are <laughs> well yeah. they're gonna die explosion yeah. i guess explosions <laughs> are nasty now and i'm all yeah. here for it it's almost like you're standing next um, to an exploding tank. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, rhinos used to have something like firing points. Firing points are gone. The firing points used to allow you to have like two models stand up in the back of it and shoot out. And who, who remembered to do that? Nobody. No one, but I'm a little bummed. The a only time bit. I <laughs> ever remembered it is when I would have veterans and rhinos and they would be able to fire their suspensor web missiles yeah, from the yeah. top. Yeah. That's the only time. And how often did it happen? 
uh, never like a clock. When I first started playing and I used veterans. And then once you stop using veterans, you never use it again. It always felt kind of awkward shooting stuff out of a rhino. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of neat, but at the same time also felt kind of cheap, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because, well, I mean, it's just so many times you forget it. Let me, fire my, other thing. let me fire my big old conversion beamer out of the stationary rhino. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no more fire points gone yep good uh super so we're moving on in now to a subcategory of vehicles which is super heavy vehicles knights and titans yeah uh so general the majority of rules have stayed the same but may only make reactions against actions taken by other super heavy vehicle titans and knights uh, with eight plus wounds. So you cannot make reactions against infantry charging you. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. But if a knight tries to charge you, you can. Yeah. Great. Which I felt Down like we point. had like earlier uh, events we used to have, like which had like knights and titans and stuff. We only, we made a house rule where they can only fight each other. Yes. Yeah. Unless there yeah. were no more left. Which I thought yeah, was that neat. was a fun rule because expe- like yeah. Titans had to fight Titans, mm-hmm. Knights had to fight Knights because we wanted like to built in Joust and Titan Wars while still having infantry on the table. Yeah, because it was and no it, fun to just bring you know right fifteen hundred points the Titans are and then just killing out new- infantry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One volcano can you're taking off your entire army. Thanks for playing. Meanwhile, I'll sit around a, here for six yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. Your, your two warhounds are picking out the, the tacticals. Meanwhile, there's a warlord on the other end of the table and you're just like, ah, I don't care about it. I care more yeah. about the infantry right here. Yeah, yeah. Didn't make like for us, it just didn't go with the novels or anything like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I love that rule. Um, <clears throat> here's a rule I hated and I'm glad it's gone. Thunder blitz. It was ramming and tank shock, but for super heavies, mm-hmm. uh, just another layer of cumbersomeness that didn't need to be in there. Destroyer ramming. Yeah, it was it was ramming, but with like the plus strengths in its own table where now it's just if you're super heavy, you get plus four. Excellent. Great. And now if a super heavy explodes, mm-hmm. D6 plus six and all models in range take strength seven plus D3 AP four hits and a penny test. <laughs> yeah. So it's still going to be strength eight, but it has potential to be strength 10. Mm hmm. <laughs> AP four again, Astartes aren't going to care. You know, longer are going to care. You no longer have to bring out that awkward 10 inch template. Yeah. And figure out, okay, did this guy get a D hit? Yeah. This you guy just measure D six yeah. plus six. I it's love it. Simple, fast, <clears throat> deadly. Excellent change. Yeah. I, the, the new your, the excuse. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Your embarked units aren't just going to get deleted by taking D hits. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a Mastodon goes up, and if anybody didn't Im- disembark in time, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. Or the, uh, uh, what was the Stormlord? The the one with the... the yes, yeah, uh, I think that was took, the Stormlord. You took a strength 9 AP2 hit. It's like, <laughs> you're just vaporized. Everybody in the Stormlord, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if you're an Auxilia player, and you're like, I'm gonna put all my guys in there, because it's safe. And then it's like, no, <laughs> you just put them in a tomb. Yep. Um, exploding tomb. Exploding tomb. Yeah. But I'm serious. serious. <laughs> Think about this. Strength 10 AP4 is Thalax. Bye-bye. Like, that's instant deathing Thalax. They don't get a save, and it's twice their strength, so no feel no pain. Bye-bye, little boys. Plus, this dead. encourages you to actually run your super heavy tanks 
into the fray. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Blow right. me up? Like that's, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Gonna... <laughs> I'm um, in your deployment zone, blowing up all your shit by killing yeah, myself. I'm either going to shoot you and blow you up, or I'm going to be shot and blow up and blow you up. Yeah, that could be a potential yeah. 12 inch range. That's a 24 oh, inch man. bubble of just. Mm. Yeah, mm. and twenty four inches just... does feel. Oh, it feels a, like a big explosion. That's, that's a nuke going off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, already a minimum twelve inch bubble. Well, I guess yeah. technically thirteen. Yeah, no, D6 seven, plus fourteen. Six. Fourteen. Oh, yeah, God, 14. I'm such an idiot sometimes. Yeah, fourteen. Uh, D six plus six. Fourteen. Yeah. Minimum. Uh, and then we get into movement. So knights and titans may move over infantry and cavalry units, uh, but must not finish movement within one inch of a model. That makes sense. They're stepping over them. Yeah. Very cool. Excuse me. Pardon me. Uh, assault knights, titans are never locked in combat and enemies may always move away or shoot at an engaged knight or titan. Knight titans may never sweeping advance. I mean, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. This means that th- there was that one mega battle where jason blocked some knight's charge with a cyber ocularis yes yes <laughs> he can't do that well, <laughs> no 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 you still can i mean he can't lock him in combat but he can still impede his charge can he huh yeah may move other uh, over other and that's a cavalry. movement not assaults we, we got to look at the book because that's yeah that could but be that, big oh that's a good point yeah Mm-hmm. But yeah, he blocked that entire Lancer with a single cyber ocularis <laughs> who was in his way. And he's like, you shall not pass. And the knight had to charge the ocularis instead. That guy um, was mildly salty. Yeah. Well, that Titan also went on to stomp two Primarchs that game. So <laughs> <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Um, speaking of stomp, here we go. Perfect segue. Knight and Titans resolve an additional two models. Usual tax at initiative step one may make D3 plus base number of attacks at its unmodified weapon and strength with AP of two. No more blast markers. Thank God. There's no more like, how many guys do I step on? No, just here. You get D3 plus. Your base number of attacks uh, cannot be made against enemy super heavy vehicles, knights, titans, and any model with eight or more wounds. So I don't think you're going to be stomping Primarchs. Maybe. I don't know how many you're going to miss with yeah. all those attacks. Uh, you're right. Because I'm, I mean, but no, it's, it's great in that you're, you're not facing the, you know, overrun result, which uh, was just removed from play. No right. That was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah, that that's, was how so the, that's how the, the Primarchs got taken out. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, that, that was crazy. Um, no, this, this feels, you know, appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's going to do something, but it's not going to just break the, the game. Right. And, you know, Blast Markers being gone, I'm happy about that. For the stomps, anyways, because uh, it always felt weird, and that was another rule people always had to reference. Like, um, yeah, how, yeah. how do I flip Hold these on, let me markers? Look this up. Yeah, am I allowed to stomp the same guys twice? Like, just take that all out. Um, so yeah, that's vehicles. Those are some good changes from vehicles. Um, Jesse, do we want to save this because we still have two more pages, and this is a lot more stuff that we can cover. You know, quickly, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll call this a part two here, and then okay. I'll- Yep, so uh, thanks, Will. It was good talking to you. 
Absolutely. And thank you listeners for uh, hanging out with us tonight or the morning, whenever you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I suppose. Uh, we'll hit a part two real soon here in the future. But once again, thanks for listening. Check us out. Facebook, Instagram, R30K podcast, R30K.com, patreon.com forward slash R30K podcast. Keep those dice rolling and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.